Hey everyone, just want to remind you uh, that while I do enjoy doing this podcast, and I do enjoy you listening, oh my god do I enjoy you listening, it brings me great joy, great joy that you keep on returning every week to hear myself and my guests discuss whatever we may discuss, whether it be life and things that are important to unpackage, or it just be dick jokes, whatever, whatever it be, um, I really do appreciate that, but while that all is uh, is, is true... Uh, I need to make the disclaimer that uh, for some people it's not necessary to hear. They already know, but others maybe, who knows. But uh, I'm not – the reason this podcast even exists is because I'm not an expert in anything. I'm I'm not. I'm not. And I want want to be very firm on that because I find that a lot of the people I love uh, have a – like a lot of the the bigger names I follow have a tendency to not point this out. Where um, they'll often speak about things with conviction. Something I learned from good old Brendan Urie of Panic of the Disco in his first album. For God's sake, preach with conviction. Everything I say, I I try to I, I say with a because I mean it. But it's so many of the things that I say are opinions, and and I want I want everyone to remember that that sometimes I may sell something as a fact just because of how much I believe in it. But take every single thing I say, or anything anyone says to you with a grain of salt. Yes, including this statement, which gets a little squirrely. I understand that that may that that may be a little bit of a confusing message. But point being is that I don't have answers. I don't. I don't. I just have a way that I process life that I found helped make me a happy person. But I don't know if it's necessarily going to make everybody a happy person. I just have a platform and I, I use it to the best of my ability. So... Uh, what's this ramble about? Just like, d- don't trust me entirely. Don't. D- I'm not. I'm. I'm no guru of any sort. I'm just happy. I'm happy, and I want more people to be happy. And I. I'm not qualified enough to do it from a from a clinical standpoint. I can't sit down and help people sort out their lives. I have no right to do something like that. But I, as as a as an entertainer, I could have a podcast, and. Uh, that, that I'm, that's what I'm trying to put out into the world. Just, just make people feel a little bit better about themselves. That's the entire idea of good enough is that you are okay already right now in the current state you are, you're okay. You could always use improvement. Everybody could use improvement, but don't hate yourself while you're being yourself right now. Don't, don't do that or do it. Like I said, fuck, don't listen to a word I say. It's not coming from an expert. It's just coming from someone who's passionate. I am a passionate idiot. But other than that, um, no, things have been great. I've, uh, as as I've alluded a couple times on this podcast, I'm training for a marathon. Marathon training is going fantastic. Uh, just hit an 18 mile run this Saturday, followed by a seven mile hike. So that right there is uh, plus the the walking I did for the rest of the day. That actually allotted to that 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 ended up being a little over 26 miles. So my legs are good for it. They could do it in a day. Can they do it all at once uh, without stopping? I guess we'll find out in six weeks, but yeah, dude, I'm going to run a goddamn marathon. It's happening. I've wanted to do it for years and it's quickly approaching. We're like 40 days away and I'm, uh, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. I'm pumped. It's going to be dope. You guys, you guys working on anything right now? I hope it's going well. I, I hope anything you're working on is going well. I hope 
if you're not working on a thing that you're that you want to be working on, I hope you find the initiative soon to do it. And then I hope that goes well. I wish for it to go well. I wish you success because you're my listeners and truth be told, I care about you guys more than pretty much anybody else on earth. Like those are the, these people, you people, you people that are supporting this thing. Like you're the best. And I, I appreciate the fuck out of you and wish you nothing but happy, happy, good times. God, wouldn't that be sweet? Uh, my guest, uh, was great. Her and I did not know each other that well. We did, uh, I met her, uh, Mega Harrison, uh, funny, funny comic, as well as a scientist, which she gets into in the podcast, uh, things that I don't understand, but she understands very well. Uh, but yeah, we, we didn't know each other that well. I hung out there once at a comedy show that we weren't on just supporting. Uh, two days later we were on a podcast together and I'm like, Oh, we've already podcast together. Might as well have her on. So, and it was a great conversation. Uh, speaking to the importance of, you know, she, she's kind of in two different situations where, uh, women are constantly underestimated, which is both the sciences and comedy. And I think she's doing a pretty good job with both. And we had, I think we had an extremely important conversation, uh, as I do all my conversations cause I'm an egotistical monster, but at very least I was with someone who's an expert in something. So I felt, I, I feel vilified for a moment. But I'm going to quit rambling as I have grown so accustomed to and let you guys get on with episode... What episode is this going to be? Seven? Yeah. We'll say episode seven. Uh, episode seven with Mega Harrison. Thanks for coming by, everyone. I love you. Couldn't afford the rights to any songs. So I wrote this one. We're not the We're live. Okay, cool. Welcome to another episode of Good Enough with Stefano Sanzo. I'm here with uh, today's guest, uh, Mega Harrison. Wanna? Woo! So I'm. Yeah. Hi, I'm Mega. Hi, Mega. Um, first, uh, first order of business. I've never asked you this or anybody this. Where's uh? Why'd you drop the N? I dropped the N. You know, people people will drop like half their entire name, so I right. just dropped the N. It really okay. So I had a nickname Megatron, but that's a little bit too much. Right. So yeah. Really, I can't. didn't just drop the N. I dropped the Tron. Oh, okay. Um, and I don't know. It was just something. I was, I was being really non-committal about it. Like, hi, I'm Mega, or hi, I'm Megatron, right? Or, hi, I'm Megan. <laughs> and so I decided to just commit and just drop the N. And yeah, no, you, I I respect the shit out of it. You <laughs> can, you really do introduce yourself as Mega, and I feel like. Um, it, there's got to be an empowering aspect to that. That is a very epic name. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like if I were yeah. to, I would love to go by Ultra or yeah. something like that. Like that's no, a, and it's like, like a, a unit of measure. It's a little bit metric too, right. and so I, yeah, I didn't think I didn't put too much thought into it when I started doing it, but that's it kind does of... make it a little bit like it makes me a little bit of something that's a persona or a thing that's a little bit separating it from who I kind of am in my normal life, which I felt was, especially when I just had started out with something that like a reinvention right. thing, but like not to put too much weight on it. Cause it really wasn't I like, like that a huge, I like that you're like, it's not that big of a deal, but a also it's decision. a reinvention of my soul <laughs> and persona and, yeah. and, it, and it, 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 was, it marks an, a new embarking of another a, journey. It was a rebirth. Like <laughs> I was reborn, but it's not a big deal. Right. Exactly. 
it only speaks to my metamorphosis as a person <laughs> yeah no yeah pretty much coming so out of your cage and you've been doing just fine <laughs> that was a reference to the greatest song of all time anyway uh, oh, um sorry. what you know i'm uh, not sorry mr brightside Cause I miss right, oh, she's, you're making okay. the face at me. All right, let's talk about that. So <laughs> Mega, Mega, while, while she is a comedian, uh, you know, I, I actually don't know her all that well. In fact, I've only seen her two times before this, both of which in the last week. Um, we were friends on Facebook. That's kind of how uh, comedy usually is in, in, like, in the scene. You end up being friends on Facebook before you actually meet people in person. And I guess that's kind of life nowadays, too. Like, so many times mm-hmm. you'll you'll shake somebody's hand and be like, oh, I'm Stefano. Nice to meet you. Even though you have been commenting on each other's posts for, like, three months. It's yes. so bizarre. It's like your, your online personas know each other, but your yeah. real-life personas don't. It's such a strange thing to like introduce yourself to someone. There's so many people. I describe it as like, I know so many people that I don't know right right now. Like you'll go to an open mic or a show and you're like, oh, that I know that person. Yeah. I don't know that person. Like like this, like, like, uh, like this uh, Ish, uh, Ish Guptar. Yeah. You never met him? I, I, I met him in person at the open mic, but I knew him online for a while. And like, it's like, I didn't even talk to him really at the open mic. But in my mind, I'm looking at him. He's like, oh, that's the pop punky Indian kid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm like, that's his thing. And nice. uh, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, no, there's that weird. There's that weird like, I don't know you, but I already know you. Because we have uh, definitely spoken online before. Or yeah, and, interacted. Uh, yeah. Like inter- engaged. Exactly. It's called. Yeah, exactly. Engaged with online content. Um, <laughs> which is um, the worst. And then now we just we're in a thing where we just see each other every few days. Every exactly. two days. Exactly. And then, you know, like at a show or we produce make content together right but it's probably just like probably like i probably won't see you for another couple years yeah literally (laughs) literally like this is the like i said this is the third time i've ever seen you the second time i saw you i did a podcast but this is the second podcast i've done with you i've only seen you three Mm -hmm. times ever yep yep so that's 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 exactly how this stuff goes though it really is Mm -hmm. but uh back to the scowl you were making i don't want to overlook that um no so like her and i uh we we uh, after the show uh josh levin's show in new haven uh the other day uh we went down calling out like shouting out so many people yeah that nobody knows that well i like all these (laughs) nobody knows us connecticut is this tiny little scene because we're tucked away in between new york yeah, in Boston, yeah. but um, I hope I hope it sheds some light on people. Yeah, Josh Levinson, funny dude. I'm gonna try to get him on the podcast soon. But he, he threw a show in New Haven, and afterwards, uh, you and I were uh, were in the audience for it. And afterwards, we were going downstairs and just getting a drink, kind of, kind of like we were about to podcast like the next day or something. So it's like might as well uh, know each other a little bit. And you were just scowling at me with the idea of what a bro is <laughs> that was such a, you were just trying to figure out what it is what my thing was and uh yeah it was all all very bizarre but I th- maybe you have a better idea of, of, of who i might be now oh for sure and i also i mean yeah i make a i make a judgmental scowl and which is all good but my judgment and the, the scorn all right so my <laughs> those are two very those words i know but it's light so my right. my but a little bit of light part scorn of it, part of it too so part of like i look judgmental all the time and part of it is that i am judgmental then, all the time but other another part is like uh it's how i shape my eyebrows like my boyfriend described it as it's just default scornful like the shape of them and they're a little pointy is default scornful so the i hipster... look a little yeah i feel like default scornful is the like hipster literature version of resting bitch face <laughs> <laughs> i think that's what you just described 
mean, it's a little less basic than that. <laughs> a little. Typical hipster trying to make basic things not basic. Um, no, but that's 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 all very but, yeah, good. Yeah, I'll pull a face. I'm a little. It's not just the eyebrows. It, like, you're yeah, actually doing a thing. Face, yeah, my yeah, entire, you're, you're doing, yeah. You're doing. You're. It's a visceral reaction. <laughs> oh, that's a very good way to describe it, yeah. and it is the reaction that I have when you bro out. It makes me <laughs> sick. It makes me feel ill. Oh my god! And I just, I'm sorry. Like I'm actually being, I'm using restraint a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the drop for this episode so early on in the episode. <laughs> oh my god! No problem. When you bro out, it makes me ill. <laughs> god damn! Now I now I know why it's so damn hard to get no, a I'm, date. I'm the stuff, joking around. This stuff, yeah. I'm joking. That's... A little bit of truth to these jokes. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of too too much truth. That's fucking oh. hysterical. All right. So, uh, Mega, mm. what makes you happy? Oh my God! What yes. makes me happy? Yeah, what makes you happy? Little, it could be little things, big things. And that's a whatever the thing is, you know. That's however, a that tough. Oh, it is. That is a really tough question, and I, it, it's. I do know it, when I went through my rebirth, actually, mm-hmm. when I became mega. Uh, you know, I, I had had depression for so long. It suffered suffered with the depression for so long. And never really found a good way to deal with it. And I, I, w- I would say that I still haven't found a great way to deal with it. But part of it is feeling like feeling busy, feel like, feeling like I'm doing something and I'm really engaging my creativity, which I do both through science and through comedy outlets. Because Let's I put a pin in science because I want to talk yeah, about that after. Because I do work but... as a scientist. So it's like I can get it from my professional work, but it's also something that I feel like being able to get it through the um, having this comedic outlet and a more creative outlet and right. I do other creative things too like even just like arts and crafts and yeah feeling like I'm contributing something feel like feeling like I'm making something that makes me feel really fulfilled and happy so, awesome so so, so those like are the that. kind of things so so yeah. producing something being productive your your being idea of what being productive yeah, is contributing something so uh outside of stand-up comedy are there any other things that you do that make you feel artistic and productive in, yeah, in, in that I mean, way. and it's maybe not that interesting, but I, I, oh, it's do, all I very make, interesting. <laughs> I, I do, uh, I do some crafts like beadwork, and sometimes I just like get an artistic. Um, oh, you're right. That is not interesting. No, at all. I told you. Oh, you're you, a bead girl. Uh, oh I'm god. A bead, no, I'm better than the other ones. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I've never. I'm better than. I don't. I'm not friends. I with love your girls. mega twist on every <laughs> single thing. <laughs> I don't know. A mega no, twist. No, like, but I don't. Yeah, mega twist. But I don't. Um, I don't do yarn arts. Like, I'm not one of those people. I don't uh, like you're do not, knitting. You're not one of those yarn like, sluts. Not that I have a problem with those people. Like, I'm friends with a lot of those people. That you do don't want to offend like the yarn community. No, I would never. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, no, it's Covering not interesting at all. But it's just that I do other things. Like, sometimes you'll just get creative. And it's even just like, whatever, like, make my apartment nice. Or like, how I would, would dress. Or just do you my hair what? or something like and that. I, so just I like, being creative. I like that you point that out a lot. Because a lot of, uh, you know, a few of my listeners are going to be people who probably find themselves as quote unquote uncreative. But mm. those last things mm-hmm. you, ju- you just mentioned. Cleaning up your place, which also involves styling your place. An outfit. Yeah, for sure. An outfit is absolutely an artistic creation you know some less than others but like you know for people to put together like they think they're not creative they think they're not artists yet they put together this unique outfit when mm-hmm. they leave the house every day it's it, they're wearing i don't want to say a masterpiece but they're wearing an expression of themselves <laughs> well, yeah, and, it is and they an got expression. to be and they got mm-hmm. to be creative so like 
you know, a, a lot of people sometimes feel like they don't got it. They're like, they, they don't think they're artists. I truly believe that just about every human being is an artist in some way. And yeah, just those little things you were describing right there, like a really clean apartment, like you clean, like you made your living space gorgeous and sparkling and it's something nice to oh, look yeah. at and brings yeah, you peace and, and it's welcoming. Like, how isn't that art? You know what I mean? No, for sure. There's, you can use creativity in every aspect of life and that I can agree. give you some fulfillment. And I agree. Yeah. For, like even your social media presence, like everything is like you bringing your, mm. so it, it is kind of. The whole thing I kiss about... my fingers after every status I post. <laughs> Sa- no, perfection. Yeah. No, and sometimes it's like <laughs> you click it and you're like, nobody's liking this. They're all idiots. Oh yeah, delete it like, so uh, fast. So I, I, I delete. I delete so many posts. Nobody appreciates. No, if it, but it, and it's so it it is a self absorbed thing that there are oh, yeah. these ways to engage and and to uh, seek validation. Like that's part of it is. Uh, it is a self-absorbed thing but self-absorbed thing but it kind of it gives you an outlet to figure yourself out even so it's like even like scrapbooking in a way because it's like you can look back even though it's done publicly right you can look back and self-reflect and be like oh look at these instagram posts from this time i was really depressed like oh i can tell in those posts are like oh look i was actually this is a time in my life that I had forgotten about, but I have it kind of scrapbooked here and like I can remember. I, yeah, it that's and such see a good point. I did. Facebook so, memories likes reminding it's... likes reminding you of what terrible places you were in at different parts <laughs> of your life, both with pictures and things yeah. you were saying. Um, and yeah, it, it's definitely a self-absorbed platform, social media in general. But there's almost like a there's a social contract on top of it because we've all agreed, hey, we're all gonna be gross together Mm -hmm. like we're all going to be self-absorbed and and pawn ourselves off as local celebrities that's lit that's what having a blog that's what having a a a wall on facebook that's that's what what this all is yeah yeah, exactly oh my god yeah no i I have no right i have no right to have this (laughs) podcast but i do social media gave me so much of the confidence to do it but uh yeah absolutely it's like we're all being self-absorbed together so i get i Maybe it like an, cancels out. It sort of like does. Baseline. It sort of does. We are all being really gross about it, and I'm. Sh- oh I'm, yeah. I'm sure, sure. I'm sure what we've done to our own egos will echo on for generations. Oh no, yeah, shit. and th- that it scares me. But just for like, I don't know how it changes how our minds work with each other. But oh, oh well, it's too late. Yeah, <laughs> it's way do? too. This so. train ain't stopping anytime um, soon. It does. Sca- I, I do think about that sometimes, but I don't think about solutions in it. So I don't want to talk about. Oh, it's such a problem. Because, right. Come on. Right, we're not going to do anything. <laughs> well, that's that's like the comedian way, really. Like, this is why it's fucked up. I'm too dumb to do anything about I it. But I, yeah, I try not to be too. I like, notice something weird, guys, mm-hmm. and here's a joke about it. <laughs> yeah. Also, farts. Hey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, science. You keep on alluding to science in conversations I've had with you on this podcast, and I still have no idea what it is that you actually do. <laughs> but you have very big special glasses, so I assume oh, okay. it's something important. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I imagine you're very smart. Oh, well, thank you. No, and I, I, so here's the thing. So I, I have a PhD and what, and you don't call yourself Dr. Mega, like some goddamn super villain. And here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> the thing about that is <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have a PhD, but it's not a big deal. Everybody I know, like almost everybody I know 
has a PhD. Okay, nobody I know has a PhD. I'm from the Valley. <laughs> and this is, I always say that, but I also recognized how um, kind of tone deaf it is and just like yeah. very. It it's just, incredibly it's perfect, privileged. It's a perfect example <laughs> of like this bubble that I've been it's, living in. It's an it's incredibly like privileged everybody, thing to say. No, and then, and that's part of even just. Everyone this, I know has a house in the Hamptons. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, and, it's and not even, that big a deal. So part of even just like that, like a, that snooty attitude towards it mm-hmm. is. Um, total affect because it's kind of the the reason that I kind of started saying like oh I didn't know a PhD was that uh, special was gen it came from a genuine place because right. genuinely so I I went to undergrad and then I went to grad school and and got a PhD so I went to grad school at Penn State so it's not like a you're like even talking about it like you went to Whole Foods and grabbed a PhD. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. You dedicated years yeah, you of your don't. life. No, yeah, to this thing. Six years. What do you have a PhD in? Uh, pathobiology. I studied immunology and infectious diseases. So Listen, I studied I, viruses. I don't mole- know at the what the fuck you just said. The, I have no idea what any of that means contextually. So I studied viruses. You know, viruses like so. Yeah. And the ones I studied were measles, like related to measles and mumps. Right. So you've heard of those ones. I know both and, those uh, words. Good boy and stuff, I, know. I studied them at the molecular level, so like the really tiny parts of them mm-hmm. and how they get out of the cell. Okay, so, so your PhD is in something super cool that could yeah, potentially cool. be saving lives. Oh, yeah. Like hopefully, like if people like people could just, you know, get vaccinated and then we wouldn't need to worry about paramyxoviruses. But like, for nice. Sure, I for appreciate sure. the vaccination plug. But yes. for sure, there it's the and studying viruses and virology so, so and you so, so you as a, a scientist in a stud, studying path, path, pathology. Is that is that? Oh, like pathobiology patho, was the name of the program. But it was like infectious you can just say infectious so, so someone in, uh, in incredibly in the know about how viruses and things like that transfer knowing them to the molecular level you you would suggest that people vaccinate their children right yes vaccinate. strange <laughs> very strange you seem to know all too Even much about though, this stuff. most of the people yeah. who talk about it don't seem to know it on that level and yeah, they I say know. you shouldn't so yeah, I, don't, I, know. I, don't know. I don't know i'm just a- I don't want to talk about vaccination. It's, just, it's, it's funny that someone who knows this much about uh, about stopping no, infectious yes, diseases would it. say vaccinate your Please. children. It's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Cause, I know. It's crazy. Uh, and awesome. it's against my own self-interest, really, because people not vaccinating causes a need for further research and further and further. So right. Really. You want to be out of a job. With, with I want to be. Yes. I want to be about. out of a job. I want to move on to the next problem. You don't like, want to keep on fighting. I don't want to solve the same problem. Right. The earth is not flat. You guys like, I don't know how you feel about that. So I'm sorry. I, wanna... I mean, the earth is definitely flat. <laughs> okay. Let's be honest. Okay. Like, I mean... okay. Well, I don't, um, I, I don't have any training in that. So I can't. Right. I can't... Right. Um, <laughs> have no leg to stand on there the earth is not flat and once again people smarter than me told told me so (laughs) why believe smart people uh well i guess this is a perfect enough time to transition to the next one if you thought the first one was hard what's gonna make the world a better place oh my god i love the dread i love the dread that comes across comedians i should have like and I so should have you, you almost like gave me the chance to ask the I questions I could see ahead the sweat time. beating up in your forehead and it's not because it's just getting warm in here which it definitely is we had to turn what's off the air gonna conditioning what's going to make the world a better place no I mean the funny thing not funny but um when the baseline there's a lot of room for improvement so that's of always course. that's always a little bit better than mm-hmm. like if, if everything were ideal and then you're kind of just nitpicking so right um I feel like 
it's kind of crazy because people that they aren't really listening, even though we have these platforms to express ourselves more, Uh, that's also created these echo chambers and we're not really being able to listen to each other. We're not speaking the same language and we're being, um, I feel like intentionally not, I don't mean like literally the same language, but, but sometimes also literally, right. Um, I feel like we're also being intentionally pawned against each other when they're they're like liberal and conservative sides. So it sounds stories. like so you're it sounds like you're saying something towards uh, communication. Yeah, but that's so hard, and that's also the same thing that would help with the, the science understanding. It has to do with educating and, and communication, having people to be able to come on the same playing field. But the problem with that is then it's like, well, who's is right? Who's right? Like who's right about? Um, how to educate people to a certain level or how to right. like how to ma- how to um, get that language so people are talking to each other in the right way yeah and I think b- us I think it's partially no, I sound like I'm a conspiracy theorist and I'm not but I feel like some of it is a little bit intentional of like pitting two sides against each other because you well, see yeah. it even just like with workplace dynamics like if you have like if you have a little bit of conflict in the workplace then people aren't turning against the boss like right there 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 are ways to keep people distracted with these like little petty things and then so they're not able to come together and solve the bigger things so well well, uh it's it does sound conspiracy theoristy but like when (laughs) when you when you look at it from just like a functional perspective yeah it makes a lot of sense for someone who has control of 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 a people to sow some sort of dissent create some sort of sides to choose so that they're not united to get some shit done which i think is uh uh, something that you seem to be uh kind of alluding towards where like uh we don't really have this baseline perspective that we're all on i mean we're all coming from and that's kind of impossible even in an ideal world because we all came from different backgrounds different races different uh, different areas of the world, of the country, different socioeconomic situations. And it's so hard for, you know, someone who grew up in a uh, two, six-figure income household to someone who didn't know their parents who might have grown up in the system. And, uh, like, e- even if they have similar beliefs, for them mm-hmm. to have similar perspectives is almost impossible. I mean... Yeah, absolutely. For, you know, if, like, if I could for one moment get the entire world to see through my rose color- colored lenses for five seconds, <laughs> yeah, I, I would, love, I would, I would imagine what that do. But at the same time, it'd be cool if I were able to take off my happy-go-lucky, cheery, you know, pocket of sunshine view of everything and just like, eh, what does a pessimist think? Like, oh my God, oh, yeah. I get it. Like, and I, I've never really, like, I could analyze something from a pessimistic uh, perspective as far as like, what is the bad oh, things about man. it? But I don't see the world. No, through I it, think you know? I like. I really do try to. It, which this maybe will sound surprising. I really do try to to be really positive about things, and I hate just being like, oh, I'm just critical about everything and blah blah blah. But I do think that my default setting is the looking at everything with a little bit of. I would call it cynicism, and yeah. it's just kind of like a. It's just trying to analyze it from all yeah cautious and analyzing from all angles and a little bit like a clinical perspective of of like what's going on right but uh something that um even that i alluded to earlier with being kind of in a little bit of a bubble uh or like an elitist privileged bubble just like oh yeah everybody has a phd right but uh (laughs) No, and I, and of course I know that they don't. But up until recently, I mean, most of the people that I worked with, like everybody I worked with, most of the people in my friend groups were people that I met through school during uh, 
my PhD and afterwards, and so there were people that I would be working with, which mostly are at a certain point were scientists or at a certain uh, level of study. And so I didn't really, I just wasn't, it, I didn't access other types of kind of normal people, I guess, right. quote unquote. Okay, see, that that's where I have to stop you on the elitist thing. Now you're in your bubble calling everybody else who wasn't a scientist normal people. <laughs> but well, like, we okay, do the same no, thing from our we, bubbles, though. I want, I want to talk more about that. And what we call them. Oh, God, what, you have a name for us dummies? You, you guys are called lay people. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what sort of peasant simple shit is that? It's just a lay, a it's, lay I know, person. I know. And actually, this is something even that I... That, I, um, that seems I've, a little derogatory. I know, but it's, and it's something that I do nothing to combat because I'm not... Like, like I'm not a science communication right. person, but it is something that it's a major PR problem because yeah, even during bad. my training, it was like, we just need to educate people. And it's like, even just when you're saying like, if you don't agree with me about this science thing, you're dumb. We're coming at it from the wrong angle. Like right. you need to, and like having this, I mean, it, well, comics called normal people normies. So that's yeah, no, bad. for sure. I, but, I knew uh, that term. But yeah. yeah, lay people, like I don't. It, we're trained like oh people that aren't aren't scientists or trained in science are called lay people and it's so it is gross like yeah it has a, yeah but so, I, and i revealed I, it oh god i totally yeah you're the science had. community all the scientists that listen to this podcast <laughs> yeah. are going to be furious They're gonna with be furious. you uh but no but, that's such a good point that I, I was trying to get to as well that comedians yeah. do call other uh, people yeah. normies but like there is something completely different about somebody who's mm -hmm. never done comedy. Like what I think is great is that there's people out there like yourself who has infiltrated both communities. You're definitely a comedian and you're definitely <laughs> am, a scientist. And I'm definitely an infiltrator. For like, sure. For sure. You don't belong in either. You, you don't even <laughs> call yourself a doctor. You have a PhD. What You have to be one of the only people, one of your only colleagues that has the PhD. Like you, you don't go, you don't uh, go by doctor in normal no, life. No, right? we don't. None of us do, do that. No, we none? don't do that. Yeah, we don't That's really do that. That's the only reason I would get a doctorate. I could give a shit about doing anything with my research. And the only, I just want to go okay. by doctor. Yeah. Dr. I mean, bro? Are you kidding? Dr. Bro. <laughs> I would say that although we don't really, like, we don't tout it so much, if I get a piece of mail and it just said, like, from a friend and it just says, like, mega, it makes me a little mad. I'm like... <laughs> doctor Doc, you know what i went through for like, this you pitch why like and it like that it's kind of always just like a little joke thing like oh doctor right like, it is kind of dumb that we don't take it a little bit more seriously since i we, totally think you and should. part of it and it, it's it's both because we're trying to be we're and a lot a lot of my uh, we're trying to not oversell it and uh but it does then look like we're kind of being dicks like to another part of people where it's like isn't this a big deal? Why are you acting like yeah. this is not a big deal? So it's like both but seems I, ungrateful and we're and, not really selling right. what we did and what we accomplished. Yeah. So, okay. Honestly, I'm just learning something within this conversation. You do walk kind of a fine line there because you it's, it's rooted in not really wanting to be boastful about it, I guess. Exactly. There's some sort of humility about it, but then from uh, the layman's, the lay person's yeah, perspective, yeah. which I literally am in this, in this context, you would call me a lay person cause I'm not a science person, but, uh, uh, and from the layperson's perspective, I'm like, yeah, I think you should be using it, yeah. but you could overuse it too. So I guess you're yeah. kind of walking that line and you might just be being cautious by not. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, I get and it. then people are, there are kind of strange reactions that people sometimes have. Um, when, like, it, if you just talk to people in public, like to strangers at a bar or something, there are strange reactions they have to, oh, you're a scientist. They think certain things about it. And sometimes it's the same with being, like, it's so weird with 
comedy. Right. I don't want to. If I'm just talking to a stranger at a bar, I would rather oh just God. lie about everything that the I do. Worst, I don't want to talk about anything. The worst that I do. thing in the world that my friends do to me, out of all of them, and mm-hmm. especially acquaintances, because friends don't normally do this to me, but like people who are kind of like secondary friends of mine, they don't see me too often. When they introduce me as either A, a comedian, garbage, don't do it, or B, the funniest person they know oh, or their no. really funny friend. You don't understand no. the impossible no. expectations yeah. you have just given this person I just met and you don't you just put me you yeah. just threw me on stage on an Set open mic that there. I am going to bomb at. Mm-hmm. It's not that I have to try to force myself to be funny in this situation. It's that you have prompted a person yeah. in front of you that to, like, to they, let them exactly exactly they're crossing the, their arms exactly and they're skeptical of it. yeah yeah they're, they're crossing their arms get skeptical of it and they're like yeah monkey dance <laughs> let's see yeah. it let's see it and it's unfair to comedians because when you find out other people's jobs nobody else is expected to perform them on the spot <laughs> no. when someone yeah. finds out you're a plumber they're not like oh yeah why don't you fix this pipe over here or like well, when someone finds out you're a, a they might you did re- oh okay okay but not like in a party setting oh, okay yeah, but like not. like just like to be expected to perform your title immediately oh yeah you're a sci- you're a scientist tell me some science stuff and yeah if i were you if you ever get into that situation please just make up science words because us dummies will believe it i know <laughs> i don't hysterical. i have like a responsibility or something oh, well, oh is there no, some- actually no and i don't i'm not like i mentioned i'm not i think that the area of i think science communication is maybe more than ever like a very very important role that we play yeah um, and i unfortunately i wish i had been trained better at it. i think even just by working so now i work uh, in an industry setting and i can't talk really about like what we do very much but um so i've learned no <laughs> but i've learned so much more about how to just uh communicate more at a high level about right. what i'm doing and that has also made me better at it because it's made me better at uh, reflecting from like a more generalized level. Right. And I really appreciate that because I listen to, I listen to tons of podcasts and I'll, uh, you know, t- Ted talks, all that sort of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. taking in things from experts. And there is a big difference there. I would say there's two separate types of scientists. Also, I hate when people generalize any group of people into two separate people, but for this thought no, experiment, do it, do we're going to do it to me from what I've seen as a layperson or a dummy, as we say in my field, <laughs> um, as a dummy, I've seen two different types of scientists so both of them are scientists and they know their stuff right but there's the scientist who can communicate it clearly and who can't communicate it clearly and i've listened to ones where they can't communicate it clearly they're 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 clearly geniuses who know things about the world that i just don't they understand the world in a in a in a very specific way that i never could and then there's someone with that same intellect that same grasp on their field but they know how to communicate it and yeah. make me a dummy be able to process that that information in their head in a way where I get it. I I sort of they're kind of le- letting me take a step into their world. I, a great a great mm-hmm. example of it is a uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, true absolutely. a true uh, astrophysicist, right? That's that's his yeah, main that's the is. main thing he sticks to. And a true astrophysicist, real scientist yeah. doing the work, Bonafide but he's as good at communicating. Yeah. yeah. But he's as good at communicating as any late night host, you know, as any Jay Leno, mm-hmm. as any David Letterman, as, as as anyone who's ever touted that sort of like great host uh, sort of uh, title. He's just as good at it. He, he knows how to relate to people. He's funny. He's entertaining. Yeah, he's got and that edutainment thing. Exactly. So, like he, he knows how to make like a pithy just joke about things. Right. 
Um, and that's kind of in part, it's kind of funny because that's part of why I started pursuing this comedy thing again. So it's like I'd mentioned to you earlier that it's like I'd, I'd always been a big fan of comedy and I tried it out um, years ago. But then when I started getting back into it, part of it was, part of it was because um, in my professional career I had it uh, in science, I was finding myself needing to be able to communicate more um, dynamically. Right. And part of that was like, why am I so dry? Like you're trained kind of to speak in this very dry and boring way. And right. it's like, why can't I bring what I've learned? Because I, I used to perform, I guess, mostly like uh, in uh, high school and things. And mm-hmm. I grew up, I was performing all the time. It's like, why can't I bring some of that personality to what I'm do- what I'm talking to about science? Like you can even notice when I was just talking to you about science, I kind of like go to this monotone and it's like this is me i'm a serious scientist exactly. like i have to i wish you guys saw the dance way. she just did as she explained <laughs> like being a i have scientist. to ask <laughs> no okay <laughs> and that's maybe also why i'm a little bit um confusing as a scientist because it's like i i don't act like a serious person all the time but i think that's, that's great it's... though i'm sure you're refreshing to the environment oh, which yeah, i imagine I is so. a lot of stuck up people who, oh no not no up, not where i work me. at all excuse but, me but, but uh yeah. stuffy maybe sometimes you know a little dry a little dry and not dry wit just straight up dry and i get it you guys are dealing with important things you're you're you're, you're dealing with the way oh and, God. and like for sure no like the way scientists are not stuffy at all it's just the way that we've learned to kind of communicate what we're doing is is pretty stuffy like it's right. pretty much just there are certain ways to say things and do things and write about things Whoa. and they're very much just it's a speaking a very specific language that and acting a certain way that's acceptable did you guys hear what she just did for those last two sentences <laughs> that was a completely different person you went into the you went into the science personality my science voice is really genuinely like when i heard elizabeth holmes the way she do you know her she was she, uh, she was the ceo of this um, fraudulent company that oh that right 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 right. She, she was one of the richest women this, ever oh yeah she was like one of the first one of one of the few she'll female. go down as one of the greatest scam artists of all time oh yeah right? absolutely she, and, she, and how she did it she was she brought amazing. herself to a billion billionaire I would say yeah or, yeah, yeah it was crazy and that's an interesting nothing. story guys that you should look but, it up Elizabeth yeah Holmes. look it up I don't remember the name there's like uh, there's an HBO documentary I think there's an ABC news but she had a, this she affected this fake voice was like part of the thing well some people allegedly she affected this fake voice and it's this low voice and I was like oh damn like I kind of when I'm speaking in a scientific setting and trying to prove that oh I'm a I'm a good scientist my voice is it's pretty low and <laughs> it's very monotone. Like I'm just very uh, undynamic and it's like, Oh my God, I've been doing this for years because uh, that's what, that's what you sound like. That's what a smart person sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just I, like, I really like it's that. It's kind you, of funny. I really like that you bring that up though. Mm-hmm. Um, this could kind of also tie in earlier with what I was saying with how everybody's creative. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that we're, all people, all people are actors and we're really good at putting on these voices. What you just described is not an uncommon phenomenon. Oh, for sure. This, this uh, idea that you throw on. So for, well, especially saying, for females. Yeah. Oh my God. Especially for females. Um, if, if you wanted to talk a little bit more about that pin and that, that's a great one. But, okay. uh, the idea that, you know, uh, I'm, uh, so this is my podcast voice, but this is not how I talk all the time. Absolutely mm-hmm. not how I talk all the time. It's not how I talk to my boss. And in fact, I'm really playful with my boss. I might be even more playful with him because I mess around with him a lot. Um, and not anywhere near how I talk to 
like an official governing body over the phone or how I talk oh, yeah, to the phone my voice is a whole different how thing. I talk to my parents or how I talk this is not how I talk to my cat you know this is a <laughs> very different conversation we I get way more stern and serious with them because him and I tackle the real issues uh, okay. but um <laughs> you're like all right never talk about that um but all right, so so you were saying about being a woman, the oh, yeah, different yeah. voices woman, you put you guys. on. So this is the first woman I've had on the podcast. Oh wow! I'm ground breaking glass ceiling. You are breaking the glass ceiling, um, and uh, so yeah, uh, if you could talk a little bit more about that, like as a woman, what that means to you to have to put on these different, what that even means, because I'm sure I have a few wo- um, women listeners who a, are begging for you to clear that up. Um, right. And that is what I mean. So, and that is no, but that's an important um, way of just I'm serious like that. You do have to. I was born a woman. I identify as a woman. I'm a cis woman. And uh, I so I've been a woman for my entire life. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's all I've ever known. Right. Um, so in my entire adult life, for sure. Um, I don't know. Why I made that. I love the way that you're describing this. Like, yeah, like, I've pretty much been a woman. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to make sure. Like, I don't remember everything. Right. So, uh, I being a woman in science is it's tricky. Like, it's it can it, it can be um, challenging to. And it's something that I never really wanted to lean on too much. Like this, I'm being discriminated against because I'm a woman. But it's just something that you notice uh, more and more, especially the further along in your career you get. You, right. you realize, like, why am I not getting the credit for my contributions in this? I don't think so. Like, there's something we commonly do is like a poster presentation of our work. Like, I don't think that I know any of my male colleagues that have had someone come up to them and tell them that. You, know, you didn't do any of this work like to a poster that you're a first author on which means you're the major contributor right like uh and I, but again these are this is like anecdata it's just oh my experience is just an isolated right. thing but, and it's but so easy there are for things some... that you begin to feel that you're like why is it harder for me um and does it have to do with my gender and how do I like it, and you don't you don't want to blame your you don't want to blame you because especially if, if it's something that you're not um planning on changing mm-hmm. you're like well how do I get to the level that I feel that I need to be despite some of these barriers and how do I instead of um kind of being uh just kind of uh defeated by it how do I get past it and like be stronger and so the way that I tried to look at it is like uh a lot of women scientists I know are that they're amazing scientists. They're killing it. And like they had to prove themselves. And I think people kind of should have to prove themselves. Right. And a lot of, and I'm not saying that the female scientists I know are good and the males are bad. Not absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But I do notice working with a lot of males is a generalization that, uh, right. Speaking generalizations <laughs> to get to the conversation. I, I know, get it. It's, I know. It's, but it's like, it's yeah. so hard saying I'm a scientist and then like, uh, generalizing. Yeah, speaking so it's like, anecdotes a, and all yeah. that. Yeah, I get it. But you're but, having a, con- you're conveying yeah, a point. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. conveying a perspective. No, but like, the, this a, isn't a, a lot this isn't of, a scientific documentary. Yeah, this isn't sure, a review, you know. A lot of men I've worked with, it's like, you, you can see and observe that they're not necessarily having to prove themselves right away. So that doesn't mean that they're, there's anything that there's less about them that let that they're less skillful or anything. It just means that you notice that they're not, that they're getting credit 
without having to demonstrate that they're doing much. Right. And so that's So you're not of, given the same benefit of the doubt as yeah, your male colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just you really have to work to prove yourself. And sometimes mm-hmm. proving yourself can be hard if – it can be harder to prove yourself if people have – uh, preconceived notions right so did, did you find that like I, like I was talking about before did you find there was there a time where you found like the voice thing like that the the way that you handle yourself in certain situations was there a time that you found where you're like oh wow they're starting to receive me a little bit better or was it something that developed naturally and you're like now you're looking at it and like oh I do not speak the way that I used to in these yeah. situations like I what, mean and you I say? have no idea I don't I never really kind of sat back and was like oh man I'm I'm speaking very strangely okay so it is more of a thing that developed naturally no it's something that just develops and i wouldn't even say that i would say that it's wrong it's just something that so it's even just when i'm trying to be a little bit more light and open like you were saying you have Mm -hmm. different you put on different voices for that when i'm trying to be more light even just when i'm trying to be uh like on stage i don't know if my voice is different really but um you you when I'm trying to ingratiate myself to people, I might act a little, like, a little ditzy sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't want to just be like, yeah, right. I don't know. So it's like, we act differently for different things, but with the woman thing too. So with science, it's been, it's always been an uphill battle. So it's like, I've kind of just been, not that I'm like, just resigned to that. And this is how it's going to be right. like, I'm fighting, but it's yeah, still, I mean, I'm absolutely. not going to, I'm not going to just let that that uh, that it's more difficult make it not to harder. be not to be heavy but i mean to be realistic how long have women been allowed in your field um, as far as like a yeah, grand I mean, study of science over yeah, generations as far as grand, grand science that's like, a hard thing like and it, i don't really know <laughs> i don't really know the whole and allowed but the other point is like that there are historical moments of women not getting certain credit for things so right. like like rosalind franklin you can talk about like with watson and crick but um, and that's very controversial, but I don't know, I'm going to get into it, but and I don't know enough about it anyway. But uh, but um, there have been a lot of times where historical times um, where women weren't getting the credit they needed. But and there are other um, barriers to uh, women reaching higher echelons in science um, that I don't want to also kind of belabor. But it the, the bottom line is that we are. Even though we're, uh, females are overrepresented, particularly in the biological sciences at earlier levels, um, as you get higher up, so like the um, PI positions, so people running labs, principal investigators, or uh, CEOs of scientific companies, it dwindles down like markedly. And some of that has to do with uh, women wanting to uh, have other, they have other goals. They want to have children, they want right. to do other things with their lives. So that's interesting. And that's perfectly acceptable is like not acceptable but that's that's a perfectly reasonable pursuit too right but so you're so you're saying uh overrepresented as more women are in biology to start with but by the yeah, end by the end. Uh, end point of yeah. the careers there's more men in higher ranking positions only because you're for you're saying the the only benefit to the doubt i guess you're giving is that yes women will uh, stave off and do different things with their careers, ha- start families, and you know, or, it, or do something more like more low pressure, more low pressure, it, interesting. Which is, and that's um, also completely, uh, I think, valid. And so p- there are different theories about like what kind of prevents women from be- being higher in it, but uh, but that's why even so coming into comedy also kind of which is a boys' club. Um, Definitely. Oh God, there's so many dudes. It hasn't been something where I was. It's, it's not as hard as 
science. Like, no? That's, that's the this thing. isn't as difficult as science? Well, here's Come on. A, well, here's a, Why do you got to burst my bubble? I thought <laughs> I was doing important work out here. No, my my is, fart joke that I'm working on right now is going to save the world. And I, with the exception that I, I, the level I'm working, I've only been doing it for a year, and I really am doing it just because... A year-ish. You did do it a little bit back uh, okay, a, a yeah. few years ago, right? Yes. So, okay. but... I've only been doing it for a short time, so it's like in the beginning, it's it, there's a lot less kind of like you have an upward um, trajectory because there's nowhere to go except for up. I mean, I guess you could just stay stagnant. Um, yeah, but, that's where most of us like to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. we're just spinning our wheels but, uh, in the same show. In the beginning, awesome. but like in the beginning, every like every little show you get put on seems like a big deal. So you're like, wow, I'm oh, doing yeah. it. Yeah, it seems yes. like your HBO like special. Every open mic yeah. is like kind of a big deal. So it's easy to like you, uh, what the gauge of success or like what tells you you're being successful is there's smaller things. So it's kind of like, I would say just doing that, like doing an open mic and being like, oh, I'm going to f- face rejection or something was something right. that was, <laughs> I just was, not that scared about that because mm. it's just like i mean but what is what are the uh, like what you're like rejection? i have a fucking phd no. <laughs> all right you guys can't yeah, break I me i don't yeah i don't, I don't, I don't care what you that, do but it's like it, but it, it, it but and that sounds so i don't know elitist and like oh i'm not you but like and genuinely it's it's not that it's i don't want to make it seem like i feel that way at all but it's just the stakes were so low it's just like i'm doing this because this is fun for me and yeah i could make an ass of myself or you i could. could yeah i could like or get no laughs or all this stuff but it was kind of just like but but that's not gonna affect my uh livelihood no yeah well, that's the great thing about comedy is that the stakes are low as far at as first yeah yeah and well first. in general i mean you could just fail over and over and over and you get to be better i mean in science i don't yeah. know how many times you could fail over and over before they're no. like hey get the fuck out of my lab you're gonna kill somebody like well in you comedy you don't really have that <laughs> that you, weight failure, on your shoulder. failure is actually a huge part of science so it's and and experimenting so like you you were saying like that's exactly it you're trying something a lot of there's a lot of times it's like it just doesn't work so it's the exact and you have to just have the mentality to be like well i'm going to do it again right and it's the same tenacity right. that it so, takes to so do in a, short science is just as hard as comedy. comedy i'm a scientist this has been your show now <laughs> yeah yeah awesome no, i feel great about myself now no i mean it, it and obviously i don't need to say that it isn't hard especially if you're, if you're trying to make a livelihood out of it and doing and trying to really make it that is hard it could be crushing like if you're uh, but at the level that I'm working at it and the way that I've interacted with people within the community, I've been really happy with actually. Like awesome. there have been a lot of awkward times. There have been people that have been not totally accepting and all that, but it was never anything that it was never anything that seemed so serious or insurmountable. Right. It was just people being a little bit protective over their domain mm-hmm. And but for the most part, really uh, supportive and accepting, right? And happy to have like happy to have another female in the mix, like. And oh, it is, I definitely want more women in the, the CT yeah, comedy and scene. The thing I would say is it, it it does get a little I when I go to a mic and it's just dudes and dudes and dudes, and it's such a I dude just bro want party. another woman. Yeah. No, I want I, I get any that. other woman with at the other perspective, right? Like, anything or any other not dude. It's just like yeah. Uh, any other not dude? That's any phenomenal. Any other non dude 
in the house. Well, um, so we're winding down towards the end of the episode, so we're okay. getting to the uh, the last thing. So you last talked about, question. yeah. Well, it's it's almost it's more of a an ask. No, we'll, we'll get there. So, uh, <laughs> so so you said your the things that made you happy were being creative, right? And uh, the thing that you think is going to make the world a better place, uh, not, we kind of we, we kind of arrived at communication, it, yeah, communication, communication and perspective, all that stuff. It was some really good stuff. I mean, people if people are here, they listen to what just happened, so I don't need to recap it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're at the end of the episode, and and so the idea of this podcast is that I do want to keep it going forever, as far as like these episodes. Whenever if let's say I quit the podcast, this is the last episode I ever do. Um, I still want to host the episodes I did forever. I want them to. To, to live somewhere and in that i asked my guests to speak something into infinity whatever that means to you i know it's a it's so much more massive than the other two you should see her eyes folks she looks like <laughs> she looks like she just saw peeked into another fucking universe she's like you want me to that? <laughs> but no like it could be a piece of advice it could be a grand truth that you've come with all that oh, you've come wow. to with all your wisdom i mean you as a com- as both a practicing scientist and a practice comedian you have such a very specific viewpoint and very specific uh uh perspective that um so yeah whatever it means to you whatever that statement means to you if you could just put something somewhere forever if it's advice to a group of people or if it's a catchphrase or if it's just something you've arrived at that you think belongs there always no i have something and it doesn't necessarily have to do with me being a scientist or a comedian it's more just me being a human oh you're a person too get the fuck out of here yeah i know I like, just thought you were a robot who is funny and does science stuff. Oh, How that is that was, even oh, possible? God, I would love that. <laughs> but uh, I made mistake, like I made a lot of mistakes earlier on when I was in my twenties or so, where I, I thought I needed to have everything figured out. I took everything a little bit too seriously. I invested too much um, in having everything perfect and having like the the plan and ha- having all of the trappings of. Uh, being a put together successful human and I would say if I could like tell this if it would get to me when I was younger I know I can't like I can't change whatever but uh just don't take yourself so seriously you don't have to have everything figured out like chill the fuck out wow in perfect line with (laughs) this podcast good you're good enough telling old mega telling young mega that she's good enough that that everything's gonna be all right i love that i, I really do okay, love that i think good. that's a very i think that's a very important piece of advice a very important truth that you've arrived to that <laughs> that um that are you all right no, <laughs> you, yeah. you look that was like that la that that like cathartic laughter was, that you oh, just yeah. that your soul just like it's like your just, soul coughed <laughs> i was thinking about time travel and how it doesn't like it doesn't make sense like i can't change my, right, but and i wouldn't right. change who i've become but maybe if but, you were watching your life as a movie and you yeah. didn't and you didn't have to suffer the yeah. the butterfly effect consequences of it <laughs> if you could just see that character the the older character no, talks to the younger no, character no i love everything i love everything that i went through to become uh, a person who I think I really get myself or accept myself at least. Right. No. And, <laughs> and, and I, I also like the person you've become. This has been a phenomenal oh, episode. So nice. I really, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed talking to you. Um, I like you too. Thanks man. Yeah, <laughs> this is great guys. We're friends now. The third, <laughs> third time we've ever seen each other. We're finally cool. But uh, where can people find you? Um, unfortunately, this is going to be out a little, may- maybe in like a month, because this is the sixth okay. episode I have in the bank. So, uh, yeah, and you're, you're whatever shows, them all. yeah, whatever show you have uh, coming remember. up is probably not going to be. But yeah, like your social, if you month. want people, yeah. Coming to it. So Instagram is at Mega Harriso, so M E G A H A R R I S O. 
And Facebook is just Mega, M-E-G-A, Harrison. So I didn't drop the N from my Facebook um, last name. Oh, okay, cool. And that's and that's everywhere where people could get you. Oh yeah, on Twitter it's more just science stuff, so it's kind of yeah. really. Did you put your Twitter? No, I didn't say my Twitter. You don't want people knowing your Twitter. No. Okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> well, guys, don't go look for her on Twitter. And I don't have the other ones because I'm just like a little. I'm too old. What you have they? the ones you need. What are the other Do we ones? need okay. any other LinkedIn. shit? <laughs> my yeah. LinkedIn is. I actually kept the end on both the names there. I kept it real professional. Don't. Dox me on that. Come Wait, on. did I accidentally yeah, dox you? Not on really. Come on, there are a million of those. Okay, ladies. Um. Anyway, folks. Well, it's been great. Uh, thanks for coming by, Mega. Um. Let's see what the folks say. Maybe, maybe we'll have you back on in the future. I don't know if this is going to be the kind of podcast where I have people returning or not. But right now, I'm just burning through the scene, uh, yeah. talking to awesome people. This has been great. But yeah, as always, great. folks. Thanks for thanks for listening, and uh, drink more water and be nicer to each other. <laughs>